Welcome to the Sales Pro Chat Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association, helping sales-focused professionals discover new tools, trends, and strategies. Please welcome your host, Bill Bannum. Welcome to the February 2019 Sales Pro Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Bannum. This episode is a special one in that it's the first of a two-part interview I did with content marketing and social selling expert Vivica Von Rosen. Enjoy the show and watch out for the second part coming in March. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com and remember to subscribe to the cpsa podcast through itunes google play and more vivica is a linkedin expert and author international keynote speaker forbes top 20 most influential personal branding expert linkedin content for sales enablement expert and linkedin learning author vivica is widely recognized in modern marketing circles in addition to being one of the co-founders at Vengresso, and you may remember listeners, other interviews that I've done with Mario Martinez, uh, where she has the role of Chief Visibility Officer, Viv is also an international keynote speaker, published author of two books and two courses on lynda.com. Viv, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I am absolutely Being Canadian honored. and all, it, it brings me back to my roots. <laughs> there we go. We're going to put maple syrup all over the top of this show today. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, firstly, beyond my wee introduction there, Viv, please, please introduce yourself a bit more and, and tell us about the awesome work done at Vengresso to help sales-focused pros improve the ways they, they reach and engage with new markets. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so... Thank you for the great in- introduction. Um, I am Canadian, although I live in the U.S. now. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to have come together, as you mentioned, with with Mario and the rest of our team over at Vengresso. We've got Bernie Borges, who's actually the one you probably should be talking to because he's actually the head of, of <laughs> content for sales. I just talk about it a lot, being chief visibility officer. And then we've got Kurt Schaefer, our other co-founder, who's, uh, who's head of sales, CMO or CSO. But um, the reason I love our company so much is the mindshare because as a, you know, 12 year solopreneur entrepreneur, um, you get pretty, pretty set in, in your ways. And you, especially when you've written a couple books, you, you, you think, you know, everything. And so truly I would not have been introduced to the content for sales enablement, the idea of content for sales or content for sales enablement without, you know, without Bernie. And so I'm super excited because I did not realize the difference between content marketing and I actually didn't even realize there was something called content for sales um, when when I started with Vengresso. So um, it's really opened up a new arena and I already bridge that gap between sales and marketing. I'm I'm truly more of a marketer than I am a salesperson. Just ask Kurt and Mario. Um, but 
but I do understand the sales process. And so I love that content for sales and content for sales enablement also bridges that gap. Um, and so it's, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome op- opportunity for me being at Zangresso, but also being on the show today. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you very much. So let's, let's kind of put it back for a moment, Viv, and, and start at the beginning. So it seems like a good place to start. Um, <laughs> In, in, term, in basic terms and in introductory terms for those who are not wholly familiar, heaven forbid there are still people out there, uh, <laughs> what, 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 what is content marketing and, and how does it differ from the notion and practice of content for sales enablement? Sure. So content marketing, in my humble opinion, is creating content really for the first stage of the buyer's journey, the awareness stage of the buyer's journey. So when we're creating content to create awareness for our company, it's usually, you know, one to many. We're we're not creating emails necessarily or text messages that are going to the buyer we're really creating more general awareness of, of the company, the product, the service. And it, and it really is top of funnel type content. So whether it's the squatty potty, you know, or, or, or it's a, um, an infographic created by, by Miller Hyman group, you know, it's, it's to generally let people know what's out there um, and then narrowing it down a little bit more, what products and services we have that address different points of pain, but it's still very much a one to many type endeavor, whether it's video, you know, print, do people still do print? No. <laughs> Video, print, uh, website, blog, etc. Um, whereas content for sales enablement really is more about following the buyer's journey. You know, not just awareness, although certainly that as well, but the consideration, and then of course the purchasing phase. And I, I actually throw a bunch more phases in there. Um, but, <laughs> but because you told me I had two minutes per answer, we'll just say that the content for sales enablement allows us to follow more of the buyer's journey, and it focuses more on the individuals. So if you've got a sales professional who's been um, been trying to get access to a company. Maybe they finally have a, a center of influence there that they've engaged with. It's about getting the right content from the marketing team that is relevant to that center of influence, to that buyer persona, so that that person then becomes your advocate, continues to disseminate that very poignant information to the other buyers within the company because, you know, there's 6.8 buyers in general um, for a, a large, um, a large cost product or service. Um, so you want to make sure that you're getting the exact right content that's exactly um, focused on the buyer's point, the 6.8 buyers points of pain um, and get it into the hands of the individual or individuals who can become advocates for that product or service or for your, um, for your product or service that will solve their solution. So that's really um, content for sales enablement is much more personalized, customized content for your buyers. Okay, thank you. And listeners, it, it's roughly two minutes per answer because we've got such a meat, we've got such a meaty topic today. I mean, I mean, frankly, Viv, I could have just asked you that question, gone away, and made a sandwich. I was going to uh, say we could have done right. that for twenty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 
but um, as as well as uh, chatting about uh, content marketing, we're also we're also focusing today on uh, the online brand, whether that's one's yeah. personal brand or the employer brands. Um, so let's let's move on to that now before we tie those questions back together. What is at the core of establishing an online brand? Exactly. And, you know, it's not it's not either or like content marketing and content for sales enablement. It's really not an either or. There's a lot of uh, a blending blending over um, just like we're straddling sales and marketing. So with your with your personal branding slash company slash corporate branding, um, one of my favorite places to create a personal brand certainly is on LinkedIn. But I'm not just talking about myself. I'm pulling in like we did at the beginning of, of the interview. I'm pulling in information about my company so that I can balance that personal and that corporate brand. Um, so when it comes to creating your brand, especially if you're creating a business-related personal brand, which might be different than the brand you create on, say, Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter or Facebook, depending on how you use those different platforms. But on LinkedIn, certainly, you want to absolutely showcase your own expertise and you want to showcase your own personality as long as it aligns with your company guidelines. Um, but, you know, you also want to make sure that people understand how you are positioned within your own company, especially if you are in marketing and sales. So there's no confusion there. The great thing is with personal profiles. And one of the things that we do at Vangresso is actually create, um, um, corporate wide uh, profiles for our for our, our clients. Um, the great thing about LinkedIn is you can create a template for your employees. Say, hey, you know, use one of these five background images. Hey, use one of these ten headlines. Um, hey, have you ever considered using a summary section that reads more like this? Here's some media that you should add to your profile. And and you know, and here's an experience or a couple versions of the experience section for the company that we recommend that you use. Of course, you own your own profile and you don't have to do anything um, necessarily that your company tells you to do. However, if you've got those templates, you can customize it enough that your personality still still shines through, that your expertise still shines through, but there's an alignment between your own personal brand and the corporate brand. Um, And that's, that's, I think, really the power of LinkedIn. Um, Mario and Kurt had a, a conversation the other day because Occasionally there's pushback against the like the companies that come in and say, here's the template, <laughs> go apply it to your profile. But it's really similar to when you go to a conference or a trade show and you're asked to wear the company, you know, the company logoed shirt. We're not going to tell you what underwear to wear. We're not even going to maybe tell you what socks to wear. But would you please wear at least the logo shirt. You can wear a jacket over over top of it if you want. Um, so it's really similar to that in that we're we're giving you some items to dress up your profile, but you get to keep other aspects of it um, aligned to your own personality. So that's really how we look at uh, personal branding, specifically through LinkedIn um, via the Vangresso way, as it were. <laughs> You, you mentioned those uh, those words, company guidelines. Mm-hmm. So 
I'd, I'd love to investigate that a bit more with you. How sure. how how one can reconcile uh, a need <laughs> to, for want of a better word, right? Uh, how how one can reconcile the, the the needs of of your employer's brand and, and what they're trying to convey with with who you stand for as an individual. Now we've we've spoken largely in the context of LinkedIn, and and that's obviously a more professional network, if you will, and perhaps that's more conducive with that. But you've also mentioned other social networks yeah. so so far. And people listening to this show today, they, they might think, well, how how can I reconcile that? How can I be true to myself, my authentic self, but also represent the the, the company in the right way? So I guess my question there is how, how can salespeople leverage their personal brands to help support yeah. the efforts of, of their of their employer's sales objectives, but in a in an authentic, genuine way, which is lasting because frankly, you yes. can take off you can take off your underwear and change that. But um <laughs> But, but, but your but your on, online your, your, your online fingerprint, if you like, that, that's going to stay with you for the rest of your life. That's right. And to your point, you know, people leave companies, and so you want to you want to establish enough of a personal brand so when you leave the company, you still have established enough of a name for yourself. And and I'm thinking of two people actually. I'm thinking of Jason Miller and Coca Sexton, both who are very very strong, obviously in the content marketing and personal branding world. Um, both who used to work for um, LinkedIn, and when they amicably left LinkedIn, you know, it it's not like we forgot who they were. They had built such a strong personal brand while aligning with the company code. Um, another person is Scott Monty, right? Um, with, uh, the, with Ford, like back in the early, 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 early days of Twitter. Um, he, that's, that's kind of how he first stepped out. So that's, that's one thing to be aware of. You, you can create enough of a personality based brand within your corporate brand that when you leave a company, you know, you, 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 you keep your followers, you keep your friends, and you keep your name in the industry. Um, uh, you do have to be aware of your company's social media policy or posting policy or whatever policy they want to call it, right? Uh, you, there are many cases where there are things you are just as an individual, not allowed to share, like, well, company secrets, the, the, the secret recipe to Coca-Cola Zero, um, you know, uh, as well as a lot of times they're, they, they will say, keep your, keep your, off of your business profiles, keep your politics and, and your religion to yourself. Um, and so you need to know that because that is very much a part of, of some people's personality and you just want to make sure you don't get fired for posting something on on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Um, so be aware of of the company voice and see how you can fit yourself within the voice of your company. And this becomes a little more difficult, I think. LinkedIn is still very much brand-based, followed by content sharing. But people, when they think about LinkedIn and marketing on LinkedIn, they think about, oh, what's my profile look like? Um, and, and, and truly sharing content on LinkedIn, you know, is a, is a distant second, it feels like. Whereas Facebook and Instagram and obviously Snapchat, um, live and die by the content being shared. And so you do have to be more careful with the voice that you craft if you are, in fact, sharing content on those platforms for your corporate brand. You just need to make sure that, that you're not breaking any rules um, 
or you might get fired. <laughs> okay, well, that just leaves me to say for today, Vivica von Rosen, thank you very much for being a guest on the Sales Pro Chat Show. Oh my goodness, thank you. My pleasure. And listeners, uh, this particular Sales Pro Chat Show is associated with a wonderful Twitter chat happening on the 28th of March 2019. So watch out for that where you'll get another chance to learn from the awesome Vivica. So for today, (laughs) as always, until next time, happy selling. Thank you for listening to Sales Pro Chat Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. Thank you.